Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. You ain't never heard me talk to feet a day in my life if you've been around me. Not one time. You know what I'm saying? Not one time. Why? Because you don't lose. You know what I'm saying? Now, sometimes things don't work out the way we thought they're going to work out. We get to heaven, we can ask a whole bunch of questions. But in the earth, I'm not going to jack my faith up with experience. Get it? That's why I'm saying like yesterday, man. Man, right? I'm not saying that no more. Don't. And and why do you think you got pressure? You ever ask yourself this question? Why do you think you got pressure to say something? Because the enemy needs your words. That's what he does. He tries to wear you out. If you don't get worn out, man, you ever been in a moment? Man, you ever had one of those days, I don't say nothing? You ever had a day you scared to get around somebody because you might say something? Not people, but you know what I mean? Like, don't, 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 don't let me get loose today because there ain't no telling what I might say. That's the day you need to go take a vacation by yourself. You know what I mean? Because you, 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 might, you might lose your religion. You know what I'm saying? One of them days, don't go there. So that's why this was big, man, like really getting that thing understood. I knew, I knew this was going to clean up everybody's confession. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to harvest this mess. I don't want to harvest of lack. I don't want to harvest of that. And then people say, you know, well, what do you, how you do it? Well, you call those things that be not as though they were. That's who you are. Look, guys, every one of us has been sitting too long in a season sometimes staring at something, and it's become your reality, and that reality that you become right now has nothing to do with the Word of God. And, I, and let me tell you, let me tell you, I know what happens here is you see, once you go to the Word of God, there's no emotional response any longer. Does that make sense? Now it's just facts. And people want to reject the word of God because they still want to keep emotional response. That's why people don't want to go to the word of God and say, that's it. I still want to have feelings about the subject. You ain't allowed to have feelings about it. It's good stuff. You see what I'm saying? Like, if, 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 like, you know, if, if your health's funny and you're like, well, I don't know why. No, 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 wait. By his stripes, you're healed. That's it. They ain't no more. Well, I don't know what. They ain't no more else talking about it. Your money gets funny. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no talking about it no more. That's what the Bible said. That's it. I got no more emotional response. Well, why am I going through? I don't know. For my, I don't know and I don't care. The word of God. When you apply your life to the word, your whole world changes. And you just trust God. You almost get wacky in trusting God. You really do. Because, like, what are you going to do? Can't do nothing about it. Trust God anyway. Oh, man, I'm telling you what, you start getting so good at this. Look, I have not arrived at all. I got one little glimpse. I got like, I got like one, you know, if there, was, if there was like, have you grown? Maybe in the existence of my life, I grew like maybe that much. But that little bit of grow I got, woo! Man, I won't be out on the edge. That's where Jesus is. 
Jesus is only found in faith. So until you get in faith, you ain't going to find him. He don't live in that realm. He lives in the faith realm. Hebrews 11.6, if you come to him, you must believe that he is God and he's a reward. Reward or what? Them that seek him. You got to get there and be able to look at it and go, I'm not rattling. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I'm telling you right here now. See, people think, I'm telling you, look, you think you got faith. Look, I've been there. You think sometimes you got faith for stuff until stuff changes quick and you go, oh, I, 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 I thought I had more faith than this. For this subject, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, something shows up. You're like, well, maybe. And you know, and you got to go up. And the only way to go up is trust. And ain't no, there ain't no safety net with this stuff. Ain't no net going to catch you. You walk in a high wire with no net. Jesus got you, though. You know what I mean? It's making sense to faith people. You know what I mean? Because everybody else wants, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day. They said something. I said, somebody, came, somebody was talking to me, and they said, I'm doing this. I said, I'm thinking this dude's crazy. I said, this dude's out. This was a couple years back. I said, this dude is out of his mind. What he was saying he was going to do. It was huge. And I said, I don't know if he's got the faith to pull it off. So I had to fight to get in faith for him. Because I'm like, I don't know. And, and I was like, God, because I knew if this thing don't work, it's going to set him back. That's the only reason why, anytime I have apprehension with you guys is when I think your faith step is going to set you back in your walk with God. I, I hold the brakes on you a little bit. But it's never to hold people back from destiny. It's to hold them back from a setback in life. Because sometimes if you step out in faith and don't hear God right, it'll set you back. And I thought for sure this guy was close to a setback. I felt like then we got it. You know, I felt good. And literally in a weekend, by Monday, the miracle he needed showed up. And I talked to somebody 15 years later. They were the person that provided the miracle for that person. And I said, do you know that story? Do you realize what was going on? This is what I'm saying. I'm showing the front of it and the back of it. Are you understand what I'm saying? Guy came to me and said, hey, here's what I'm doing. It was a Friday. He said, I'm going to leave this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to trust God. I ain't going to tell you all the details. Ain't nobody's business. I said, I think this could be, what do you, he came to me and said, what do you think I should do? I said, you better hear God, bro. That is huge. You got a family, got this, got that on a Friday. I had a fight to get in faith. We got in faith. Here came Monday morning. By Monday morning, everything he needed was there. Every dime, everything, whole plan, nobody knew. Fifteen years later, I talked to the person that provided, and I said, you know, I had a fight to get in faith with him, and this person said this to me. We had no idea. But God started dealing with us. God started dealing with us about the matter. I said, really, did he? She said, oh, yeah, we couldn't get away from it. Nobody knew. So God kept dealing with us, kept dealing with us, kept it, until we finally took a step of faith and did it. I said, do you realize what you did in their life? 
They, didn't, they knew, they go, yeah, I kind of did, but I said, no, you don't really know because you weren't here. So what, what am I saying to you? When God starts moving, he's moving all over the earth on your behalf. He's moving all over the earth on your behalf. He'll work it out. You just can't see it. But when it comes around, you just sit there and go, glory to God. But you don't know all the details to getting it done. But he's running air traffic control to work out every detail of your life. All you got to do is trust him. No matter what it looks like. Sometimes it looks like, man, Jesus, I don't know how you're going to pull this one off, but he pulls it off every time, don't he? Yeah, man, amen. So don't get, so don't get out of that realm. Stay there, man. Stay in that truck. I'm going to tell you right here now, this is really good too because God's been dealing with me about this one. You have to get into certain seasons to sow certain seeds. <laughs> this will mess you up, man. I said, I don't like them. He said, they're invaluable. I said, why? He said, it's the only place to get the harvest like this in your life. So I don't like those seasons. Nobody does. Still got to go through them. And if you don't pass the test in that season, you got to go back and do it over again later. I hated school. I don't like tests, and I sure don't want to do none of them over. Every season you're in, embrace it. The funniest thing about some of the seasons you're in, as uncomfortable as they are, he said to me, you can only sow those precious seeds in those places. To maximize harvest in your future, you can only get in that painful season that you're in. That doesn't mean you're getting hammered, but you're going you're gonna to sow in tears. See, nobody wants to tell you this. You sow in tears, man. You're going to reap in joy, though. Not every season is simple, but every single season, every single season, every single season is necessary. And you don't know why. But in those moments, you what? You stay obedient. Because you might be here, stay obedient. You might feel like you're in the valley, stay obedient. You trust them on the mountaintop, you trust them in the valley. You trust them in every season of life because he's faithful. Don't you ever stop trusting him. And even when you don't know, I'm telling you, let him, man, I'm telling you, get that picture in your head. He pulls back the cloud. He leans over. He's looking over the guardrail of heaven, sees your face, sees you smiling, going, I'm still believing. Ain't going nowhere. Still believing. Believe you. Got nothing else left to do but believe you. Not going to not believe you. Don't miss that stuff. Okay? That's the bunny trail. Look, here, go over here. How many excited about sowing some seed? Look, you need to see this. Go to Matthew 13, 37. This is, this is where we get that. You know where I tell you, sow your seed, let them reap? Look at Matthew 13, 37. King James is great. He answered and said unto him, he that sows, everybody say sows good seed, is the son of man. You got that? The field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the chairs are the children of the wicked one. 
The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are the angels. They reap the harvest of souls, but they reap the harvest of your blessings. You got that? When you're commanding these angels through your obedience and your giving, angels are reapers. That's why we're saying claim what you need, bind the enemy, and angels move on my behalf. You know what I'm saying? You get people in here that are like, well, yeah, this guy's over here telling angels what to do. You know what I mean? You get a dipstick every once in a while, come showing up. They won't let, they don't, they, they don't let me, they, they don't let me in HR, or they don't let me in none of those departments, because I'd be blasting everybody, because, you know, you know, morons find themselves, but, because they run in packs of morons. They have t-shirts. Yeah, it's a, it's a club. The club of the moronic. It's right next to the store of the demonic. They live together. Yeah. They, 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 they stay together, they live together, they got devils. That's what they got. They're nice devils, so people think they're cute, but they got, they got them. So what happens is, because what people are down on and don't understand, they try to critique with absolute nonsense. It's dangerous. You're better off saying nothing. The anointing something, the church wants it. If it showed up, it'd probably scare everybody at the level where God can bring it. Because you got to act right in it. You guys are good. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, don't, I don't say nothing about nothing. I'm, but you get what I'm saying. You're not... You're not stepping out of your boundaries by releasing your angels to get your harvest. They're the reapers. So really what you're doing by claiming what you need and binding the enemy, because you see what people don't understand is God has been getting a bad rap from the beginning of time. Like, why does God do this to humanity? God does nothing to humanity. God has no right in the earth without the church. This is what people don't realize. Why does God do this? Why does God kill people? Why, God kills no one. God has never done anything evil a day in his life. Then why does this bad stuff happen in the earth? God is not the God of the earth. Lucifer is the God of the earth. He's ruling and reigning the earth. We are stronger than him because we are the stronger ones. But the earth is manipulated by Lucifer. So everything you see in the earth, go blame the devil. He come to steal, kill, and destroy. So when you see calamity and you see all this evil and you see all that, put it on the guy that's doing it. His name's Lucifer. Stop blaming God. It's got nothing to do with God. Why don't God just come in and fix it? He can't. Oh, God's sovereign. No, God moves sovereignly. His sovereign days are over. What do you mean? He moved sovereignly upon the church when he put the dispensation of grace and redemption within it. And after that, he gave the responsibility to the church to go and teach it. He can't just come in with pixie dust and go, I'm going to fix this and do this and do that. He can't. Not allowed. He doesn't have a body in the earth. Why do you think Lucifer needed a body in the earth? Because he's a spirit. 
God, through Jesus, needs a body in earth. Why do you think he's got the church? It's us. If we don't take our place as the body in the church, he has no voice. The only thing Jesus can do in the earth is what the church prays out. What you pray out in the spirit, what you do. There's a thing. You want to you 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 know what we got to do? We got to do our responsibility. But I got news for you. Guess what? It's our responsibility to take our place. But angels are reapers. So if they're going to reap your harvest, you got to lose them. And you guys are doing good at this because you're with it. You know what I mean? Well, go get my stuff. What kind of stuff you need? I don't know. It's your stuff. You know what I'm saying? Jobs and better jobs. Raise bonus increase. What do you need? People doing it are getting it. That's what I'm saying. You're building a revelation. But don't, don't you got to understand something. What he say? They're reapers. That's why we lose them. Go get it. Go do it. We can't see it, but we know they're doing it. Ain't that good news? So when you claim what you need right now, what do you do? Man, you're using your authority. Now, let me ask you a question. You ain't claiming that something that you don't have a right to. You claiming what you got rights to. Deuteronomy 28 says, overcome with the blessings of God. Come on, man. I'll make you great above all the nations of the earth. That wasn't my idea, it was God's idea. Take it. Now, you might say, well, I don't need to be great among the nations of the earth. I don't really care if you want to be great among the nations of the earth, but what are you you leaving in your inheritance in the earth that God wants you to have? Yeah, I ain't leaving it. Get it. Get your stuff. Demand it. Demand it. All of it. You got to demand health. You got to demand the wealth. You got to demand all of it. Amen? Who's the reapers? Angels. Ain't that good news? You know what I'm saying? And you guys are going to go to a whole other place of faith here. Because you're going to put a demand on it. Amen? Over to God. So your faith goes up. Anointing goes up. Power of God changes everything. Shifts your attitude. Shifts everything about you. Amen? So you know how to do this, right? Just four ways to give, 50 ways to give. I don't know. Three things we do, though. Ready? What do you do? Yeah, claim what you need. And my God in heaven, claim it. Yeah, there you go. Get it. Claim, yeah, claim it out loud. Tell God, man, I'm claiming it. And, man, you, you need this stuff to work now, man. We need it to work. Amen? Tell them right now. Then what do you do? I claim what I need. I'm believing God. You know, I don't know, man. Why not? You got seed to get you your harvest. How many got seed in the ground? You're seed in the ground. You got to speak to it. Say, I, I didn't put that in the ground and leave it. It's got to come back. I got, some, I got some dormant seed sitting in the ground. You got to come to me now. I need you to come now in Jesus' name, right? And you claim, what are you claiming? Claim it. Say, yeah, I'm getting it. I'm going to get it. Why? Well, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it just to be a kingdom resource. And then what do you tell the devil? I bind you, devil. You take an authority over. I bind you. I break your power. I bind you in Jesus' name. Who in the world are you to tell the devil? Who is the devil in the world trying to tell you? He ain't going to tell you nothing. Tell the devil who, tell the devil, shut up. Bind you and break your power. He ain't talking to me. Who you think you are? 
And what's the last thing we do? We send the angels because they're reapers. Go get my harvest. Bring it to me now. Get it to me. Bring it to me now. What are they bringing? They're bringing everything you need. My God, you're out in left field. We ain't out in left field. We're in faith field. Amen. People of faith. Go get it and bring it to me. It's your job to reap. Bring it to me now in Jesus' name. Amen? I believe I receive when I pray. How about you? Amen. amen and amen. Glory to God. The ushers are going to serve you. Amen? I'm not picking on you guys. You know what I'm saying, right? You guys get scared when I go there sometimes. Like, looking at me. Is he talking to me? No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the people that don't show up to church. You didn't know that? They just got to know. Before they get here, I'm waiting for them. Somebody asked me the one week, they had some, goofy, some goofies were in left field. They said, how, what, how come they don't come back? I said, I set an atmosphere. Don't let Goofy in for long. I said, why? I said, because I know, this is the only thing I know what I'm doing. Listen, just a little bit. Angels are on your side. How many got some stuff out of last night? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, right? Man, I'm going to put these jokers to work. Can't see them, but they're here. Working on your behalf. And the only thing they can do is what you connect your mouth to from the Word of God. Get it? You know what I'm saying? So that's why this thing's Now, can we invoke them? Yes. Can we release them? Yes. I'm going to talk about tonight. But I'll tell you another thing, too. You can get them mad. Don't provoke them. You understand that? Children of Israel provoked them and couldn't go into the promised land because of it. God told them. I'll show it to you. God told them when Moses, the angel came and said, hey, we go into Canaan. They started rebelling and yelling and acting a fool. They dropped dead right outside the promised land because they provoked the angel of the Lord. So you want to cooperate. Now you ain't got to get scared. What am I saying? Are they going to get mad? No, they're just not going to work on your behalf if you talk outside the word of God. You know what I'm saying? So maybe God's trying to lead you to something, and now you start talking in unbelief and talking out of faith and talking all this goofy talk. We do it. I ain't doing it no more, though. Because why? You don't want to provoke them. You know what I'm saying? I need them working. I don't know what they're doing. Can you see them? I don't know if I ever, I think Brother Norville said one time he's seen one. You know? He went to heaven. I said, what was heaven like? What's he going to lie for, right? I go, brother, I trust you. Some of these guys wrote books about it. I don't believe it. I said, you went to heaven? He said, yeah, I went to heaven. The other day I laughed so hard I called three different people because him and his chickens. Oh, my God in heaven. Goes to a meeting. This is when I knew I had to up my faith. He goes to a meeting in Kentucky, and the guy goes, well, Norval, there's a guy here who wants to give you chickens. <laughs> he goes, I go, what? Now I'm talking here in the story. He goes, yeah, the guy wants to give you chickens. And you know, Brother Norval, what kind of chickens are they, Brother John? What's <laughs> <laughs> the guy's thinking, like, how the heck do I know what kind of chickens are? They're chickens. He goes, well, go, go find out what kind of chickens they are. I, I, I've been believing God for chickens. <laughs> so he goes and asks me, he goes like this, he goes, yeah, they're chickens. He goes, I don't know, whatever he said, banted chickens, I don't know what he said. Whatever. 
And he goes this. He goes, Brother John, are those the kind of chickens that lay eggs? I've been believing God for chickens that lay eggs. Go, go find out if he, those chickens lay eggs. He comes back. I'm laughing outside. I'm in my garage laughing. People, my neighbors think I'm nuts. Well, you know, it's quite close, right? And I'm laughing because I keep thinking this. I go, I got to up my faith. This guy's believing God for chickens that lay eggs and getting them in the meeting. Who comes to a meeting and goes, I got chickens that lay eggs? Because God told me to bring you chickens that lay eggs. Better up your faith. I said, my faith's jacked up, Paul. I got to start getting specific. I don't just need chickens. I need chickens that lay eggs. He goes, Brother, Brother John, those chickens lay eggs? He goes, yeah, Brother Norton, they lay eggs. I'm believing God for chickens that lay eggs. I want those chickens. He went and got crates of chickens and brought them back to, to Tennessee. I'm sitting in the parking lot laughing because I go, this guy is believing God for chickens that lay eggs, doesn't tell nobody, goes to a meeting, and people walk in the meeting not knowing he's believing God for chickens, not just chickens, laying egg kind of chickens, and getting it. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> I got to get specific. I go, you got chickens that lay eggs? He goes, yeah, I got chickens that lay eggs. <laughs> I've been laughing so hard in the garage. I go, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Between him and the other guy, I don't know what. I, every time I get around them, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. Because you guys know what you're doing. Can you imagine going to a meeting and somebody goes in a meeting and goes, God told me to give you chickens that lay eggs? <laughs> My God. It's the kind of faith I need. Come on. Angels are on assignment working out your chickens that lay eggs. Working on your behalf. Ain't no way. I don't think a Holy Ghost when he told somebody. Maybe it was. But are you getting what? I don't care. if You know, I asked God, Lord, today. I said, God, is it you? The Holy? I don't know if it's God, the Holy Ghost, Jesus, angels. I just need to get things done in the earth. How about you? I don't care if it comes UPS, Amazon, DHL, some dude on the bike. Just get it done. Right? Uber. Care less. Get here. I'm working everything I can. Angelic hope. Because angelic help. But you got to watch your mouth. Because they're stuck on your words. Angels are on your side. They are designed of God to do this. Whatever you bind will be bound and whatever you loose will loose. Ministering spirits can be bound or loosed by your words. Ministering spirits can be bound or loosed by what you say. Some people's mouth is messing up the work of angels on their behalf. You got to be careful what you say because angels are listening. Don't speak negative words. Make sure you hearken in the voice of God and watch every word that comes out of your mouth. 
I'm telling you, this is where they work. Because watch this. Go to Matthew 16, 13. You're going to see something here. Revelation releases access. You understand that? When Jesus came in the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say now John the Baptist, some say you're Elias, others say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Peter looked at him and answered and said, thou art a Christ, you are the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. Now watch this. And I say also unto thee, let me give you your identity. You're Peter, and upon you I'm going to build my church. Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Watch 19 now. Revelation knowledge gives you key power of the kingdom. And I will give you the keys in the kingdom. So today, yesterday and today, you're getting revelation knowledge about something. Now you're, going, now you're accountable. You've been empowered and you're accountable more than Monday. Revelation is responsibility. Everybody thinks they want it, but when you get it, you got to live up to it. You can't go back next week. That's why you know what people get mad about? Check this out. You want to hear real church stuff? People, half people go, half time people go to church. Church, God ain't even in it. I'm telling you, man, it's just like a pub, it's like a, it's like a country club. You walk in, you know, you do the thing at the thing, it was great, everybody goes home. Do you realize why I never get mad at attendance a day in my life? Because I know everybody in attendance is responsible for what I say. Some people ain't ready for it. So you're like, oh, man, I ain't 100,000 people in here. Because once 100,000 people hear about it, they're accountable for it. So you thought you were just coming in the building. Hope you all know you signed up for a trip. <laughs> yeah, man, now, now, now you're accountable for it. See what I'm saying? So the mature hunger is important. That's why I think America's in an awakening right now. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, I'm, I'm not that. Listen, I love everything. Everything that's happening is great. Everybody's like, we're in revival. I, I, I don't know. Stop, pause. I hope you are. I believe we're in awakening. Church is waking up, and then it'll spill over out into the street, and then we'll bust out and all that other stuff. Right now, the church is waking up. It's an awakening. Church is waking up to the things you should have been ready or woke up to. That's what I feel. I could be wrong, but that's what's happening. You see the shakings happening in the church. It's an awakening. And then once we all awaken, then we're going to go out there and do our responsibility, which is what? Go be light and go get the people. Amen? And it'll spill over. And then, you know what I mean? Praise God, all that stuff, great stuff. But look at this thing right here. You okay with this? The revelation that Peter got about Jesus being the Christ was a revelation that gave him what? Kingdom power to bind and loose. Now, let me explain that. It was identification of understanding who Peter was. 
This had nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus already knew who he was. Once Peter identified himself in his spiritual position, his responsibility now went up. Look what it says. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Let me explain something to you. That revelation of binding and loosing is connected to every revelation you get from the word of God. It's kingdom responsibility and power. It's authority and power. So if you bind it and loose it, you got power in it. What, 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 it it's everything. It was Peter got a revelation of who he was, and then the authority of who he was became his responsibility in the earth. You got authority now in these angel business. You also got authority over your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is revelation. When you get a glimpse of heaven, you get responsibility shows up. Once you get responsibility show up, now you have to activate the responsibility. Now God gave you a place of power that in the earth you know like what? I ain't saying that because I know what I'm losing. And I'm not, and I am going to bind the enemy. That's, we ain't talking enough. I am telling you this. I sat there three times the saying. I said, what's this guy saying? He said, whosoever shall say in the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast to the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, shall believe whatsoever says, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever says. He said, three times the saying, one time believing. Three times the saying, one time believing. Three times the saying, one time believing. That's when I figured out we ain't talking enough. We put the emphasis on believe, and last night I showed you the emphasis isn't on believe, the emphasis is on the saying. If you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you would say into that sick mind tree, Peter up uh, rooted at the root, be cast in the sea. If you have faith as a seed, you would say. You got to get your saying going. You need to be talking all day, Keith, all day long. Train yourself. Train yourself to talk all day long. Have an open conversation with God and talk all day long. You're too focused on the earth. You got to get desensitized by the earth and get focused in heaven, and you're not going to be weird. Nobody got to hear you. You working, just under your breath. Speak to yourself. That's how you stay filled with the Holy Ghost. Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and make a melody in your heart. Talk to yourself all day long. You're edifying yourself. Let me tell you, you don't need nobody to edify you. You edify yourself with the words of your mouth. And the words of your mouth are changing your future. It's contagious. Talk to yourself all day long. Positive affirmation. Do not let, you know, your mind does not have the capacity to comprehend negative. Did you know that? Yeah, no. You train your mind to be negative. Your mind does not have the capacity to be. If you had some kind of neuro person in here, her sister probably tell you, there's some neurological figuring out in your head and all this other stuff. You know, you, you train yourself to be negative. You understand that? Because the first response you have but you, that ain't, that, that, you don't, you, and when you, and your body says stop, you got 60% more. So when you think you're done, you get an idea, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I can't do no more, can't push no more, you got 60% more to go. Your head's a computer, man. I don't know nothing about it, but I'll tell you this, you got greater capacity than you ever imagined. Start training yourself to tap into this ability. How am I going to talk all day long? You know what I'm saying. Be more conscious of your words. Somebody's like, well, people said this to me. Why are you letting unqualified people speak into your life? Will you please do me a favor because I love you? I know sometimes I'm a little like, you know, I look like I'm a little rough. I'm not rough. I care about you. 
and I know what happens. You got dipsticks trying to talk in your life, got a PhD in moron, and you're over there going, they said this about me. Don't you know who they are? Qualify them. They are not qualified to speak into your life. And you're over here going, oh, my God, this is gospel truth. No, it ain't. Why are you listening to people got no sense? And then making it your identity. Stop it. Take the truth from where truth is. Take it from a good source. Because I'm telling you, man, some words will mess you up. You know what I'm saying? If you hang on to them, you got authority to bind. I bind that. You know what I'm saying? They're running air traffic control of things you can't even see. I don't even know how this stuff all works. Can you imagine if you've seen it in the heavenlies? <sighs> Probably blow you out. Thank God we don't see it. Probably freak us out. Right? You got to realize this. You got to, listen to me. So write this down. You notice, your angels are listening. Learn to speak the word of God with your own mouth. That's huge. You're going to see this. You know, and we can read Psalm 91, but I want, I want you to look at that 103 again, man, in a minute. 103.20. Remember that 103.20? Psalm 10320. You can pop that up there, King James. Let me read that. Psalm 91, you all know that one, but you got to read this. This is good. Learn to speak the word of God with your own mouth. Put it to work. When you do, you'll be able to see God's word come alive in your life. You're going to get your angels involved. Now, let me explain something to you. Just because God wrote it, you still got to say it. Because just because it's been said, you got to give the amen confirmation in the earth for it to start working in your life. You got to give it voice. Every promise of God given to you in the word needs your voice. I like to say this. When you speak God's word, you're speaking with the voice of Jesus in the earth. Because nobody knows the difference. Because it's his word. And his word became flesh. And when you take that word and put it in your mouth and put it in your heart, it comes flesh with you. The devil can't tell whether it's you, him, or whatever because it's his word. And you ain't taking, you ain't taking nothing but ownership that's what you're doing. You're taking ownership of that word, and the reality of that word becomes what? Just as real in your life. Remember that? Look at 103.20. I know she's got it. Bless the Lord, you his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, and you hearken unto the voice of his word. Wait a minute. You hearken to what? Who's putting voice to his word in the earth? If you do... They hearken. That's why you got to say, you got an affirmation of the word of God, of what God said. Does that make sense? Who's going to give God's word voice? You do. You got to. Well, it's in the Bible. That's great, but you got to give it voice. You got to say what God says about every matter. Now you got to be a scriptural Rolodex for life. Well, whatever I say, why do I got to do this? Remember, this is why this is so powerful, man. We've been telling you this. I've been hearing this for 30 years. Well, I don't understand the magnitude of the why. Nobody told me the why. They just tell you to do it. 
Hello? They just told you to do it. And just because we don't know what is happening when we do it, we don't do it, even though we know we're supposed to do it. But now we understand the magnitude of it. So now it's making a whole lot more sense why I'm going to get up tomorrow and go, I want to say what he said because I need to give it voice so I can start getting it to work in my life. Now, confession has become your possession because you have revelation that you didn't have before, and we're not bragging and saying, like, we got the corner mark on our revelation. We don't, but God has been so good to us that he's opened up a supernatural door of understanding. What did I tell you when I started yesterday? This is going to change your whole life of confession, and it's going to change your life of affirmation, and the only reason why we're here is because this, and I'm not trying to be weird, I started asking God about this in January. I'm like, what do you need from me? He's like, you better get your mouth on my word. I said, yes, sir. See what I'm saying? So your quest for spirituality uncovers revelation and understanding. Now you got empowered like, oh, I got it. I got to give voice to God's word so I can activate it. But it's alive. Yeah, but it's got to be spoken. Because the written word of God is the logos. And the spoken word of God is the rhema. Two different kinds of word. Written word, spoken word. We need to put the logos in our mouth and make it the rhema and speak it. And release it like a sword of the spirit. And angelic presence will pick it up. And what? Following the voice of God's word. And I've been saying this. When you speak God's word in the earth, it sounds like the voice of Jesus in the earth. Because he is one with his word, and when you become one with his word, you become one with him. And ain't nobody in the earth understands anything, but that's Jesus' voice. You could speak the word of God with the voice of Jesus in the earth. And you don't have any other identity but word. That is why, this is so good. You are never allowed to say what you want to say because when you say what you want to say, you identify with yourself. You don't need to be in yourself. You and yourself are going nowhere. I need to be in him. So I don't identify with myself. I identify with him. And as long as I keep saying what he says, my identification is found within him. We'll spin it back and play it again. You're getting it. If I say what I want to say, I've identified with myself because he never said that. I don't understand what you're saying. If you say what you want to say about your body, you're identifying with yourself. If you say what you want to say about your marriage, you're identifying with yourself. You say what you want to say about your kids, you're identifying with yourself. Every time you say what you want to say, you are identifying with you. But the moment you identify with him and say what he says, my identification is found in him, and now I have a future. Because you're, you're in Romans 8 and 1. You've now unlocked the law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life is found within the word of God. Everything outside of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is the law of sin and death. Go ahead, say what you want to say. You can't change the matter. I'm going to call it like I see it. Knock yourself out. You'll keep seeing it the way you have it. Brainwash yourself. You're going to be goofy to normal humans, but you're not. You're supernatural. And now 
I understand, guys, listen, let me tell you, the hardest thing you're going to have to overcome is your emotions. You know what it says, renew your mind, your will, and your emotions? Your emotions are tough, man. It's one of the hardest places of the soul. I can train your mind, and usually I, could, I can get somebody's will a little bit to kind of be willing, but man, that emotional thing sometimes is tough because I want to have a response. And it's tough not to have an expression of emotion when you're going through stuff because, man, it's just blunt. You know what I'm saying? Makes you want to, like, kick a door or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I want You know what I mean? It's like I don't get to say nothing. <laughs> you know, kind of aggravates you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? One day I said, man, I said, I said, this is lonely. You can't say nothing. You get like almost you're trapped within yourself. And that's fun. And I was like, this is just crazy. Because you can't really verbalize what you're feeling. Besides with God. And I figured out, that's why you got the Holy Ghost. Because he's the only one who understands you. So why do we got a problem with your emotions? You're not spending enough time in prayer. Write that down. You're going to need it. I am an emotional basket case. It's okay. You can be, but you ain't spending enough time in prayer verbalizing those things that you're dealing with with the only one that could comfort you. Because everything else in the earth isn't going to do jack for you. It's not even going to understand you. But the comforter could come alongside of you and help you. And the guys, you too, verbalizing your emotions before God is the safest place for you because you ain't going to tell your wife. Because you too, you know, macho for that. So go tell God. You know how many things I tell God? He's a good God. I'm surprised. I, I, I don't know how I got this job. But whatever. You know, it was his opinion. I was like, dude, bro, this is lame. I talk to God like I'm talking to you. You know, he ain't got, he's got big enough shoulders. He ain't going to fall off the throne. I think he laughs sometimes. I think he thinks it's funny. But I want you to understand this. You have to start having this connect because if you do not have this place of, of, of this, man, you're going to show up in front of people, and, and you cannot, you can't break, man. I'm not saying, I'm just telling you, man, some of you don't realize this. You can undo with your mouth stuff you don't want to be undoing with your mouth. So just leave it. Put it to work for you, the word. You're going to see God's word come alive. Remember this. It is not within your power as human beings to command angels to do anything you want them to do. But according to the word of God, they are listening to what you say. Do you get that? You can't just go, Boston these things. Because why? They follow God and his word. So the moment you start saying what God says, you start putting them to work. See what I'm saying? So we need all the angelic help we can get. Now, I don't know what they're doing. Is it God, the Holy Ghost? Jesus? We already had this story. Don't go looking for angels. All I know is this. As I told you, I think this is what's going on. I think in these last days on the earth, you're going to see greater manifestations of God, and I think you're going to see a lot more of this stuff coming in, and we're going to see a greater move of the Spirit. Who knows who's doing it? Holy Spirit, God, as long as it's God and Jesus, I'm down. You know what I'm saying? But I want you to make sure you're living your best life now and keeping it activated with your mouth. So watch this, right? They are listening to what you say. 
Your words do, however, determine to a great extent what angels can do on your behalf. You have a physical body which gives you legal authority in the earth to destroy, loosen, dissolve, and undo the works of the devil. That's the truth. How can a stronger than he bind the strong man? You can't because you're stronger than him. You got to use your authority in the earth. A lot of you, the enemy might be getting funny. Man, you got to get authoritative with him. You got to understand who you go get the Believer's Authority book. It's one of the best books Brother Hagin ever wrote. You don't like that? Read Andrew Womack. Go read Joyce Meyer. Go read somebody that knows what the Kenneth Copeland got a good book. The Authority of the I got something back there. The Authority of the Believer. Who you are in Christ. You got to start using your authority. Man, I ain't putting up with that. That's not part of my covenant package. This is ridiculous. And you know what everybody says? Well, let me show you. I'm going I'm to pick on you because I love you. Okay? Well, why don't God do so? God's like, why don't you do something about it? What do you mean, me? I'm not in the earth with the authority. You are. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be that guy, but I got to be that guy. Like, what's first thing starts getting wacky? We go, God, what are you doing? God's like, what are you doing? He's done. He Listen, guys, anybody tells you he can do what he wants, he can't. He cannot come in the earth. He don't have a body but the church. He'd be an illegal alien coming in. He has to go through the church. People don't realize this stuff. This is the Bible. Spirit beings. Hello? Jesus left as a spirit, came back as a man. When he comes back the next time as a man, the earth's over. The only way he comes back is through his spirit through the Holy Spirit, and through what? Angel, angelic entity. Remember I told you Jacob seen that ladder going up and down? It was a vision of heaven. Angels going up, angels going down, angels going up, angels going down. What were they providing? I believe it was salvation for mankind. He got a revelation of it, but he didn't know what he was seeing. Okay, you Mary? I ain't going to have time to go there. Angel comes to her and tells her, you're going you're gonna to have a baby. I said, I've never been with a man. How's this going to be? It's going to be a miracle. According to your word, let it be. Come on, right? What happened with Daddy-O? How can this be? Show me how. You're going mute, bro. If you keep talking, you're going to jack the whole thing up. Angel put him on mute because Why? If you keep talking, you're going to undo what needs to be done, and you ain't jacking up history because you ain't, you ain't got it yet, and he puts them on mute until what? The baby's born. You see what I'm saying? So what's going on? That's angelic visitation. Peter, we were, did we not talk about this last night? Peter's getting ready for the guillotine in the morning. The church goes to fervent prayer because they just seen James. And the church goes to fervent prayer and prays. And all of a sudden, an angel comes and what? Shackles are breaking open. Prison doors are open. Paul and Silas did the same thing. They sang praises unto God until the prison doors fly. How do prison doors fly open? How do, how do, how do miracles take place like that? There is divine protection from angelic hosts on things me and you cannot see. That's, that's a benefit and reward. But that's keeping your mouth right. You know, everybody got, everybody got a story in here about, you know, some kind of like, 
should have this, should have happened, or that. Man, I got I got buddies. Oh, I'm going to tell you some of these stories. These jokers are crazy. But, you know, they're crazy. Like some of these spots they were in. I said, miracle God, you're alive. Oh, my God. Miracle these dudes are alive. One guy was like, they were shooting at him. They were shooting at him. They're going to do a show. T- I'm not kidding you, man. Netflix called them up and said, we want to do a show about your life. You were with me. Dennis was with me. I said, you're full of it, man. He goes, I'll show you the number. He played me the voicemail. I said, they really do. He said, man, I was running, and I could hear bullets whizzing by my head while they were shooting at me. I said, get out of town. He said, nah, man. They were shoom, 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 shoom. I said, how'd you not get hit? Joker told me I stood in the woods for four days. Am I lying? He's with me. He said, I stood in the woods for four days. I just stood there and hid. I said, why? He said, I'm just doing what I'm doing, bro. I said, you crazy, man. They're nuts. Thank God they're saved now, but they are cuckoo birds before. And I was like, man, don't you know angels were watching over your crazy self? Because ain't no way you should be here right now. Everybody in this room got some kind of story. You know what I mean? But we don't see it. Thank the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to see it. Probably freak us out. Just do your thing. God was watching over you. Had his hand on you. And you know what was funny? You're not, you might not believe this, but I'm convinced of this because God told me this. You know why he had his hand on you when, when you were lost? For today. Man, he told me I had this business dude, right? Dude was blowing it up. And, and he came to me and he said, you tell him. I said, tell him what? I didn't tell this guy, man. Tell him. You tell him the only reason why he's got what he got while he was lost was for today. I said, that's bold. I don't care. I'm a messenger. I drop it off. You don't like it? Don't come. Right? So I was like, no more going to get mad at me. I seen the Amazon guy the other day. He brought a box. I said, ain't nobody punching him. He looked at me. He goes, nah, bro. I was like, was guy, right? Everybody's happy when he shows up. Don't get mad at me. I serious. I said, you accumulated this life for today, for kingdom. And some of you, the only reason why God saved your crazy lost self was he knew you'd be sitting in his seat today. And he protected you, and he watched over you, and even when you weren't right, he stood right and kept it tight because he knew your day was coming, and that's God. So don't, yeah, man. Yeah, you, you should have been jacked up, man. But guess what? He spared you, my God in heaven, mom, break, kiss, stay. Come on, somebody, right? He was good anyway, even when you weren't good. You know, even when you weren't faithful, he was faithful. Even when you weren't behaving, he was cool. He took care of you, man. Some of you so high, you didn't even know how you got home. Come on, somebody, God. Look, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. Some of you, like, some of you blacked out. Man, the one dude, and it was bad. You remember Rick, the dude living in the woods? He was funny, dude. But he goes, one day he goes, I don't remember like 85 to 95. I kid you not, almost fell out. I said, what? He said, there was 10 years of my life. I was shot out. I Remember him, Liz? Rick living in the woods. I tried to give him a job. Oh, my God, what a mistake. But, yeah, he got kicked off the job site. It was a disaster. He drove Remember that? I put him on a job. He was screaming on the job. Oh, my God. His mama called me, though. It was funny. He called his mother. She goes, I've never talked to my son in the last 15 years, and he was sober. He's sober for the first time in 15 years of talking to him. 
I thought that was so cool. He was still wacky, though. Remember Ross screaming in the phone? <laughs> Sean's on his head. He screaming in the phone about that girl. Oh, my God. I was like, Jesus, good God. Oh, please, man. Stop it, will you? But anyway, I'm laughing. But what I said, he said, I don't remember 95, I don't remember 85 to 95. He seriously told me that. He said, I don't remember it. He goes, I don't remember a day of it. Why? Because he was just shot out. But guess what? God protected him. God saved him. You know, everybody got a story. Thank God for angels. Yeah, should have never made it. But guess what he did? I can think of 100 people, so can you. Some of you in the room. To me, God's been good. You have a physical body which gives you legal authority in the earth to destroy, loosen, dissolve, and undo the works of the devil. Angels do not have physical bodies as we have, though they can take a physical form at times. They do not have the authority of man. You have legal authority here. You have legal authority to call upon these ministering spirits to work in your behalf. But here's the thing. They must cooperate, and they are waiting for you to speak God's word. I don't know how many times I've got to tell you that one. So here's, here we're leaving with this. How do I put them to work? Through prayer and through speaking God's word in faith, and that's a big one. A lot of times when we speak God's word, I think before the revelation that we have now, we didn't know what speaking God's word was doing. This is why I knew if I talk about this, and, I, and I, this is why I, I prayed about it and agreed to even talk about it, because I don't have to talk about it if I don't want to. I can get in trouble for it, but there's some things. No, I'm being serious. There's things I don't share with it. No, you crazy? Why? Because you could get it out of bounds. So I didn't want to, like, somebody will go create some doctrine. But this is what I knew was going to happen. Now you know why your confession is so important. So you know what you're going to be thinking tomorrow? My angels are going to be all lazy sitting there waiting until I say something. Put them to work. I'm going to put them to work with the confession in my mouth. And now you're going to be more apt to confess because you know angels are waiting on my words. Angels are waiting on my words. So what are you going to say? I'm going to say what God's word says. I ain't going to just go talk to angels. That's crazy. I'm going to speak God's word. And when I speak God's word, they're going to be like, yes, sir. Off to work they're going to go. And now you got faith to know when I say it, I'm releasing them. Because before, I was just confessing the word. I didn't know angels were waiting on my words to perform it. Hey, now. Come on, right? He watches over his word to perform it. Well, who's doing the performing? Angels. Holy Spirit stuff. Now, I don't know who does it. Like I told you a long time ago, I don't care who drops it off. Just get it to my house. Right? Do you care if DHL brings it? You ever order something from somewhere and not know who's bringing it? You ever do that? You know what I'm saying, right? You don't know. I, I'm like, and then I always ask, she knows everything. She tracks it. I don't know none of it. I'm like, is the mail bringing it? Is Amazon bringing it? Is the DA, the FedEx guy comes at 3, the other guy comes in the morning, the other dude, I know him. How's this getting here? Carrier pigeon for crying out loud? Who's bringing my stuff? You know, my cheaters are coming. I had to get cheaters. They're making print small. It's not made. You know, I had to get cheaters. And I'm so, I was telling Liz, I was like, I'm tired of these, like, you know, you get those cheapy ones, you know, you, you do, yeah, yeah, you got to hold it out. Yeah, that's what happens. So I, I'm getting tired because I got to, you know, I got to get these, I got I to gotta do it. What am I going to do, right? You know, right? The other day we went to, we went somewhere. I couldn't even see the bill. It's like, it's, it's like, there. I said, what is this? I don't have to pay it. I can't understand it. Yeah, these, what's kind of these? No, I got really cool ones. Yeah, I got, I got, an, I got a fashion accessory. Sorry. I got these at the house. But, 
Yeah, no, these are a little bit more than a buck. But I got these things, so they're coming. I don't know where they're coming. Are they really? That's good. Now watch this. What? Watch. See, I told you. Who's bringing it? DHL. You see? I ain't never seen a DHL guy in a while. I got 900 boxes at my house. Dennis can testify. My parents will say amen, right? So I don't know where it's coming. So now I got excited. I seen the mailman the other day. I said, maybe he's got my stuff. But I don't know where it's coming. The other day, the other day, the Amazon guy came. I walked out there. I got excited for a minute. It was her junk, right? I go, no. I don't know how it's happening. I don't care if the Holy Ghost does it. Jesus coming off the throne and does it. Angels do it. Just get it. Now I got faith for it because I got a revelation that all the heavens waiting on my word to move. And if I don't have words to back it up, nothing's happening. Because the Holy Ghost cannot perform what I do not speak. Angels cannot go get what I do not speak. Nothing moves in my life until I speak. God is waiting for me to speak. And I can't even say what I want to say. I got to say what God said. Otherwise, I'm not speaking nothing that can do anything. Are you seeing what just happened in these last two nights? You became a monster of faith. Because you'll be there. Now, Rogers, now some of you are going to be a little bit like fighting it, but don't fight it. Roll with it. I'm going to have the voice of Jesus in the earth. And angels are going to go, yes, sir, because they don't know. Look, man, what is man that thou art mindful of him? What is who? Man. That you are mindful of him. That you made him a little lower than God. Keep your mouth where God speaks. Don't come out of it. See how important it is? See how important it is? Because you're saying it. Now watch this, watch this. Watch. There's two ways. Prayer, angels are listening to your words. God does not always tell them what to do. You are voicing their assignment. You don't pray to angels, but you can pray to God to send them. How can we escape this salvation if we neglect it? You ain't going to neglect it. Words. So watch this. I got to give you this. I'm going to give you three quick things, and then we're going to go. You ready? So how did I do this? Ah, where is this thing? I got it at the end here. There's a bunch of stuff. You remember Elijah came? He said, show him. My servant cannot see. He said, what are we going to do? Remember that one? What are we going to do? There's so many against us. He said, don't freak out. You don't know how many are for us. He said, open his eyes, let him see. He saw in the spirits, all these chariots and horses. He said, man, we got a lot of people with us. Yeah, you can't see that, though. Every, everything in your life's like that, but you don't see that. That's why you got to stop walking natural and expect God to move supernatural. Here's three things they do real quick. I got two minutes. Angels ensure your protection. That's Psalm 91. They ensure it. They guarantee they're going to protect you. So when you get right, right, you know, at least you dash your foot against the stone. You can go read it. You know, this angels are watching over me, man. Come on, right? You got to know that, right? Angels are at your service. They carry out God's will. They protect you from danger. They protect you from hard. When you plead the blood of Jesus over yourself, you're employing angels. 
the application of the blood of Christ is creating angelic presence in your life. He will give his angels charge over thee. How, isn't that Psalm 91? Yeah, you won't find it? 11 and 12. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands just in case you may dash your foot against a stone. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Ain't that good? Come on, man. You got to take your angels with you too. Write this down. Angels, heed the voice of God's word and minister on his behalf. Basically, you're going to see it like this. You know, health, protection, salvation. They basically, let me just write say this, they enforce salvation. So they create health, protection, financial prosperity, Every covenant right belongs to you, and God has given this covenant right to you. He has given his angels charge over enforcing those rights. You get that in Psalms, remember that 103, 20 and 21? They watch over your words. But watch 21. Write this down. Angels are covenant-enforcing agents. That's what they do. They enforce your covenant in the earth. Okay? Angels are here for your purpose. They establish God's covenant in your life. You release them with you. How do you how do you release them through your words? You even seen that? Remember in Daniel chapter 10? When Daniel uh, you want to see um remember in the, when Daniel the words were heard that Daniel prayed? An angelic presence started moving on his behalf. You see what I mean? It activated him. He said, it's kind of like it really gets it. He said, he said, oh, I heard your prayer. There was resistance, but I sent my angel on your behalf. So once his words spoken, Daniel's words were spoken, it activated angelic presence on his behalf. Just like this, when you spoke it, the demonic kicked in. He said, I was hindered all the way. But guess what? I heard your prayer and I went, angels are moving on assignment the minute you speak God's word. So who cares about the resistance? Just outlast it. And three, we're done. You can play. Check this out. Angels carry out your deliverance. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. And you've seen that with like the Paul in prison, when you're dealing with angels, deliverance, anything in life that you need deliverance from in the natural situation, angels are working on your behalf. Let them work. Angels know what to do, and just like the chains fell off of Peter's hands, anything holding you back from deliverance is no match for God's army of angels. That's what he said. I'm sending my angel armies on your behalf to protect you, keep you, 
preserve you, supernaturally deliver you, do things for you that can only be done because God is what? Moving in the atmosphere on your behalf through angelic presence. Here's the deal. We're not going to build a doctrine out of it. Colossians tells you not to. We're not going to be praying angels because that's crazy. We're not going to have worshiping things. No. What we're going to do is we're going to speak the word of God with a better force of faith knowing that they can only perform what I say. So I'm watching my mouth. I'm not saying anything contrary to the word of God. And all I'm going to do is what? Say what God says with the voice of Jesus in the earth and watch angels perform what I said. Now, I don't, like I said, I don't know who's doing it. I don't care. But I know this. I got faith for this now. You had faith for confession before. Okay? But now you got revelation for confession now. Oh, I know why I got to say it. I got to put things to work. It's done, but I got to put it to work. It's written, but I got to put it to work. So tomorrow, tomorrow, tonight, when you're out, they're waiting. Go get my stuff. Connect to the Word of God. That's all those prosperity things, prosper me, do all that. I don't know. Scriptures. Health. I don't know. You know? Jesus said it. It's funny, you know, I thought about this. He said, so if I sit here and go by and stripes, I'm healed, which it says in the Word of God, what, what starts happening? I don't know. And nobody knows, and don't go there. Just say what God says. Maybe there's healing on their wings. Sounds like the Bible to me. I, I'm not going there. There ain't no enough doctrinal proof. Just say this. God's for me. Jesus for me, Holy Spirit's for me, angels are for me. I'm just saying what God says. And he can work out what delivery package truck's bringing it. I don't care what it comes in. Just make sure it gets to my house. You got it? You're going to do it. Come on, stand up on your feet. You did great. Father, I thank you from this moment forward. We're activating angelic presence in our life at a greater level. We're not going to go backwards, but we're going to go forwards in this thing. And we are going to fulfill the destiny you have upon our life. Father, watch over our mouth. Let us perform only the word. Let us speak with the voice of Jesus. And Father, right now at this moment in time, let our confession go to a whole other level. We believe and we receive supernatural strength of confession. We're going to say what you say. We're going to release our angels. And we're going to walk in a brand new revelation of who we are and what we can accomplish by faith in the earth. Thank you, Father. Put a guard over our mouth. Let us only say what you say. And let us release these angelic beings on our behalf supernaturally to do what you said they can do. Father, we know it's your plan. And we just thank you. Thank you for revelation knowledge and supernatural ability. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and everybody said amen and amen. Hey, man, put your hands together. Listen, two things. That's for Jesus, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, two things. Big weekend around here. I, I need you just two seconds, please. And I'm going to dismiss you. Number one, Sunday, I'm going to talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Why you got to have them. If you got friends and you got people that need to get filled with the Holy Ghost, bring them. I'm not going to drag them up here in the front and get in all that. It's, oh, you're hot. I mean, hot in nothing. People need to be taught the Word of God. We got prayer teams ready to talk to them about the Holy Spirit. They're going to be prepared to meet your friends, 
your family, maybe you need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost, man. After eight minutes of praying, I don't know what people are doing if they don't have the Holy Ghost. How many, what are you going to say? So, okay, so they're going to walk you through this experience. So you might have somebody you know say, man, bring them in the building. It's not going to wear anybody out. We're going to teach them. Can't get around, can't get around 1 Corinthians. No way around it. No way to get around 1 Corinthians. You can't get around 1 Corinthians 4. Man, praise the unknown tongues of spirit. Praise how being the spirit who speaks mysteries. Come on. You know what I mean? So if you want it. If you know somebody that needs it, bring them in the building. I'm going to talk. I'm not going to be weird, man. Because church is weird. I don't want freak no, oh my God. No, man. I remember back in the day, right? They stick a mic in your face and you come up here. and I'm like, Come on. It's crazy, man. You know what I mean? Let people just be still. Just teach them the word. And if you're not ready this time, we'll get it to you later. Everybody's got to do everything in a week. Not with God. God's a long suffer, man. Give him some time. Let him see the word. It goes no. And then Monday, and I, I'm not going to really, Monday, I don't want to, I want to touch this quick on Monday because I really want to focus on this. But Monday, we're having a funeral here at the church for uh, one of the Seabreeze students, young man in town. He passed away. It was tragic. His car accident was really sad. Okay. We're going to have the funeral here Monday night at 7 o'clock. Um, the community's really hurting. Okay, I don't know how many people are going to be here. I think there's going to be a, a, a lot. I mean, I think you're going to see hundreds of people. There, there might even be like a thousand people. I don't know what we're going to do with that. I don't even care. We'll stand in the lobby. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll put them on. The, I don't care. But I really think our church family being here, maybe to be a ministry help to some of these people while they're grieving. Like, I don't know, man. I, there might be a kid that's got a question. There might be somebody you can just pray with. There might be just somebody you could smile at. You know, if you can come Monday, see Roxanne, and it's like, you know, I, I'm going to tell you what. One thing I thought about, we're going to need help in this parking lot because we're probably going to have to park here, there, and next door. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do. Don't worry about it, but if a couple of hands show up extra, it helps. And just be praying because um, it's sad, you know. It's really sad. I mean, I, I told Liz, you know, I said, this, this the, I mean, this is the worst part of doing what we do. You know, but thank God we could help people, you know. So we're trying to bring hope. And we're going to bring hope because Jesus is going to bring hope. He's going to do it. But I just want to, you know, like sometimes it's like, yeah, that's great. I know Jesus, but, man, can I find Jesus in a person? Because right now I just need somebody. I don't know. It might be in the lobby and you might talk to a kid. There might be nothing. You might just smile and you just might be, I don't know. You might just be there to comfort somebody. So I don't know how many we got, but a couple extra hands ain't going to hurt. And you know what I mean? So just let's, let's just be there. And if nothing else, pray. I mean, pray for the mom and dad. I mean, I mean, it's just, you're, you, words can't describe this stuff. You, you guys know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So we're just being prayerful, okay? And then Sunday's going to be awesome. And you know what I mean? Monday, we're just going to go love our community. That's what we're going to do. That's what you are. You know what I mean? That's the coolest thing in the world with you guys, man. I'll tell you what, we might be a little rough around the edges. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm serious. There's never been a person walking in this church that told me, Man, I walked in that building, man, three, four people were like, hey, you know, loving me and feeling it and doing it. You guys are the best. You are. So all I'm asking you to do is, like, just be you. That's it, man. Monday, just be you. Sunday, just be you. We got to go reach people, man. This Easter thing, I mean, that campaign, she's got those cards in the lobby. Man, we got to go get people saved, bro. If people are going to come to church only once a year, let's let them really meet Jesus and not meet religion. And then go home with no hope. Let's do our part, all right? They're in the lobby. Get them. It's going to be a great weekend. I love you guys. You did great. Get out of here, man. It's Thursday night. Bye. Love you. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.